This past weekend was quite the eventful weekend. I went to the inaugural Farm to Four Tier Festival held by Running for Rhett here in Sacramento over at Sutter's Fort, and then there was NFL Week 7, which was another unique week in the NFL, with the continuing trend of Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, and Russell Wilson continuing to face struggles in this season. Dak Prescott is back with the Dallas Cowboys, Christian McCaffrey is now with the 49ers, and the Seattle Seahawks might be a dark horse in the NFC West, with Pete Carroll possibly being the NFL Coach of the Year. Let's talk about it. But first, though. Let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Brew Stilled. I'm your host Brandon, and for this edition of Brew Stilled, I'll be talking about NFL Week 7, which is another great weekend for the NFL season here in 2022. This week definitely showed the trend of elite quarterbacks such as Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers facing struggles, along with Russell Wilson. And we also saw a great game on Thursday night for the first time this season, in where the Cardinals defeated the New Orleans Saints. But, before we get into the action, the night before this past weekend, right before all this good NFL action, I went to the inaugural Farm to Fort event here in Sacramento held by Running for Rhett. This was a beer festival inside Sutter Fort here in Sacramento, California. It was a great nocturnal themed beer festival with a great ambience of relaxation, great beer, great food, great music, great entertainment, great community, making for a very great experience for a beer festival that definitely was a highlight of the weekend along with this week's NFL action. Farm to Fort was an amazing experience, a definitely another great beer festival held by Running for Rhett. I had them on recently here in Brewer Still back in September in where I talked to Gina from Running for Rhett in where we talked about California Brewers Festival and Farm to Fort. That definitely was an excellent experience and a definitely a unique beer festival unlike any other. Farm to Fort had a great ambience. It was definitely an amazing experience for a fall evening here in Sacramento, California that also served as a benefit for the Running for Rhett Foundation. And that event was Farm to Fort, an amazing experience the day before NFL Week 7. So, before I recap NFL Week 7, what beer am I pairing for NFL Week 7 for the 2022 NFL season? Well, that beer is called Indeliable from Three Rivers Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. This beer is a chess dark lager with an ABV of 4.4%. It's got an excellent flavor. I like black lagers, and this black lager from Three Rivers Brewing called Indeliable definitely does fit the mold of a perfect dark lager lager. Brewed chest style. This beer has a nice flavor, a nice chocolate style flavor. The notes of rich chocolate, the creamy texture really do combine to make this a perfect lager, a product of the Brooklyn craft beer scene. It has a really nice rich flavor as well and also really excellent taste which really does blend together with the ingredients of this beer that also definitely serves as an excellent beer to have in the fall during football season. This is definitely a nice fall beer during the times of October, November, and December, and even the winter, but most definitely great craft beer to have during an NFL football game in the autumn season. And that beer is called Indeliable from Three Rivers Brewing in Brooklyn, New York. If you find it, definitely do check it out. So, let's go ahead and recap the top eight games that really stood out in this past weekend's NFL action. Starting with number one, and that was the Thursday night game between the Arizona Cardinals and the New Orleans Saints. For the first time this season, we had ourselves a Thursday night game 
that wasn't dominated by field goals as the Arizona Cardinals and New Orleans Saints played an exciting game that resulted in a key victory for the Arizona Cardinals, who now have a 3-4 record, but the Cardinals still have a long way to go to dig themselves out of the hole they're in in the NFC West, which has been a competitive vision this year. Amongst the highlights of the game was key defensive touchdowns by the Cardinals, which came back to haunt the Saints later in the game, who attempted a fourth-quarter comeback drive. The New Orleans Saints are now 2-5, as they now spiraled their way back to a dismal record, as they're now on their way to a top-10 pick in the 2023 NFL Draft, while the Cardinals work to get their way back into contention in NFC West. And hopefully, after this, the Amazon Prime games are a lot more exciting and a lot more competitive, as the last ones before this one were very dismal, but finally, we had ourselves a good game on Thursday night. The second game on the list is the Baltimore Ravens and the Cleveland Browns. In a close AFC North matchup, the Baltimore Ravens defeated the Cleveland Browns, who haven't been winning the games they need by the time Deshaun Watson returns from a suspension. The Ravens won this game by a score of 23-20, bringing the record to 4-3, while the Browns sink to a scary 2-5 record. And, just like the New Orleans Saints, they might get a top 10 pick in next year's NFL Draft, which is something the Browns are actually no stranger to. Sorry, Browns fans. The rushing game was key to the Ravens' victory, as Lamar Jackson had no touchdown passes, the Ravens almost suffered a fourth quarter collapse just like earlier in this season as the Browns attempt a late game comeback only to be held off by the Ravens defense. So the Ravens are still in contention while the Browns, they might be looking to ugly days ahead. Their third game on the list is the Washington Commanders versus the Green Bay Packers, which was another exciting game that I watched. The Washington Commanders shocked the NFL world and may have also ended the Green Bay Packers season as they defeated the Green Bay Packers by a score of 23-21 in a close game. The Washington Commanders held off a late fourth quarter comeback led by Aaron Rodgers as the Packers attempted a last-minute play that was a lateral play that almost looked like it would work only for it to fall short. This win gives the Commanders a 3-4 record while the Packers are now 3-4 and, and their season may now be over with. Aaron Rodgers clearly wasn't happy with this loss and were there moments of frustration for Aaron Rodgers in this game. The Commanders may have also redefined their season with this win while Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are left contemplating the consequences of his devastating defeat. The next game on the list is the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. In another Nexus game, the Carolina Panthers defeated the Tampa Bay Buccaneers by a score of 21-3. That's bad. This key NFC South matchup gives the Panthers a 2-5 record, while the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, led by Tom Brady, are now 3-4 just like the Packers. And the season might be over for Tom Brady Brady and Tampa Bay as they continue to be plagued by a less than stellar season that hasn't lived up to the expectations they set for themselves. It's definitely not like Tom Brady to have a season this bad as they now have a 3-4 record. So right now Tampa Bay and Tom Brady are running out of time to find a solution for the season's struggles. And they had to win next week because if they don't, their season might be over with if it's not over with already. So right now not all is well done Tampa Bay and for Tom Brady. The next game on the list is the Dallas Cowboys and the Detroit Lions. In the return of Dak Prescott as a starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, the Cowboys bounced back 
from their loss last week against the Eagles to defeat the Detroit Lions. In his return game, Dak Prescott threw for 207 yards with one touchdown, while the Dallas Cowboys defense had a dominating day with two interceptions. This now brings the Dallas Cowboys to a 5-2 record, keeping them in pace in not only the NFC East, but also the NFC Conference, given the recent events with Green Bay and Tampa Bay, who are now struggling. As for Detroit Lions, they had an ugly day, with Jared Goff throwing two interceptions as the Lions now sink to 1-5, and five. and if this continues, they might get the first overall pick in the 2023 NFL Draft. The fighting spear for the Detroit Lions just wasn't there on this game, while the Lions continue to undertake a rebuild for their franchise. Game number 6 on the list is the New York Jets versus the Denver Broncos. The New York Jets continue their surprise season as they won over the Denver Broncos by a score of 16-9. The Denver Broncos were without quarterback Russell Wilson, who was out for an injury. The Jets' victory wasn't spectacular, as Jets quarterback Zach Wilson threw for 121 yards and no touchdowns. But the Jets still won, bringing the record to an impressive 5-2, while the Broncos are now 2-5, which is really bad. This now places their season in jeopardy of being over with already. The New York Jets do continue to maintain a strong position in the AFC East and the AFC Conference, but the Buffalo Bills are the dominant team in the AFC and most likely the league's best team. So despite their success, the New York Jets may run to a brick wall with the Buffalo Bills. But this is the NFL and anything can and will happen. The Jets and Buffalo will play each other twice this season, and the first game against the Bills will come in November 6, which will be a major test for New York Jets on how good they really are. As for Denver Broncos, their season might be over with, and the Russell Wilson trade is starting to look more and more like a strategic blunder that may have ripple effects for years to come. So, the New York Jets, they're on a roll, and they continue to be on a roll. They said they're taking receipts, and they should start collecting those receipts, because right now, they're definitely on the pathway towards success. Game number seven is the Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Chargers. The Seattle Seahawks, who are the former team of Russell Wilson, they won their game against the Los Angeles Chargers by a score 37-23. Seattle quarterback Geno Smith, who replaced Russell Wilson, threw for 210 yards and two touchdowns with one interception. As the Seahawks now rise to 4-3, and three, allowing them to keep pace in the NFC West division. That definitely is right now the division to watch right now. We all thought the AFC West would be the IT division this year's season, but right now that is indeed the NFC West. This game is also good for Seattle head coach Pete Carroll, who right now seems to be the winner so far in the post-Russell Wilson world with the Seattle Seahawks. This does make me wonder if the Seahawks might end up being a dark horse in the NFC West. For the Chargers, their record drops to 4-3, and three, which still keeps them in a good spot in the AFC West, just right behind the Chiefs. Yet, questions about Chargers head coach Brandon Staley do continue in regards to decision-making, along with leadership abilities as a coach, as those questions do continue to linger. So, the Sean Payton watch for the Chargers might very well continue. For the final game on the list, that game is the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. In a Super Bowl rematch game from a few years back, the Chiefs won over the 49ers by a score of 44-23, to which was a big win for the Chiefs, as the 49ers did not win the revenge game. Chiefs quarterback Patrick Mahomes had three touchdowns as the Chiefs continue to dominate in the offense. 
and thrive without Tyree Kill. The Chiefs took command of this game in the second half. It was secured to win, bringing the record to 5-2, keeping them as Buffalo's main rival in the AFC Conference. For the 49ers, their record is now 3-4, but the fortunes could change as he recently traded for Christian McCaffrey from the Carolina Panthers, which is done via trade with the Panthers. This game was the first game of Christian McCaffrey with the 49ers, and his addition will be essential when the 49ers face off against the Los Angeles Rams next weekend in a key NFC West rivalry matchup. The Rams and the 49ers play each other once already, which was a victory for the 49ers, and I do expect the 49ers to win next week in the rematch against the Rams, which, if it happens, this victory for the 49ers, should they win against the Rams next week, could place them atop at NFC West, with Seattle as their main competition. Because, I think the Rams are done. I think they're continuing to decline this season. There was word that Christian McCaffrey was also being sought out by the Rams, but the 49ers won the bidding, giving them a key roster addition and also major win over their rival in their division. Christian McCaffrey with the 49ers definitely does make the 49ers a Super Bowl contender and also the main threat for the Rams in the NFC West. But there's also Seattle right now. Seattle's doing pretty good this season. I do have them down as a possible dark horse in the NFC West. So I do believe the NFC West might come down between the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. Because right now the Rams and even the Cardinals don't seem to have things together with their seasons right now. So right now the NFC West could be a two-team race between the 49ers and the Seattle Seahawks. So that there's my recap of the top eight games that really stood out to me this past weekend in the NFL for NFL Week 7. This now brings me to the questions that I saw from this past weekend in the NFL. So question number one is, are the New Orleans Saints on their way to a top 10 first round draft pick for the 2023 NFL Draft? Well right now that appears to be the case. The Saints just aren't doing it this season given how they performed on the field and if this continues, they'll definitely have a top 10 pick in the 2023 NFL Draft which could be a silver lining for the Saints because the Saints need a new quarterback. They eventually got to address a quarterback position. And for the 2023 NFL Draft, there will be good quarterbacks available, which they could get in the first round if they have a high enough pick, which I definitely do believe will be the case given how the Saints are performing so far this season. But also does raise other issues as well. Is Dennis Allen the right coach for the New Orleans Saints? Because the Saints are playing their first season without Sean Payton. And Drew Brees is now retired, so the Saints right now are in a major transition phase. A new coach, looking for a new quarterback, but also performing very poorly on the field. So the Saints right now do have themselves in a very unique situation right now in this transition phase they are now in, which you must do successfully in order to become a contender again in the NFL. But right now the Saints, they're definitely not doing well. Their performance on the field is definitely giving wins for their opponents that we definitely saw this past Thursday against the Arizona Cardinals. The offense for the Saints definitely wasn't very good, and the Arizona Cardinals defense defense definitely exploited that at the same time. So the Saints might be in for a major rebuild right now, and I think they're starting to realize that because with a 2-5 record right now in this season, and no chances of success in their division the NFC South, the Saints could very well be looking at a top 10 pick in a 2023 NFL Draft that might very well be used on their next 
franchise quarterback. Question number two is, will the Cleveland Browns season be over with by the time Deshaun Watson returns from his suspension in week 11? Well, that does appear to be the case, because right now the Browns are not doing too well. They're playing very bad on the field. It's just a very crappy season for the Browns. Really shitty season, that is. Excuse my language. So, by the time Deshaun Watson comes back from week 11, just in time to play for the Cleveland Browns after his suspension, which should have been for the entire season, the Browns' season might be over with. They'll have seven games by the time he comes back, and I just don't see the Browns winning all seven of those games in order to make a run for the wild card in the AFC playoffs. So right now, I do believe the Browns, their season will be over with by the time Deshaun Watson returns. I don't see them winning enough games by the time Week 11 comes around based on how they're playing. They might even finish dead last in the AFC North, which will only make the situation even worse given the price they paid in order to get Deshaun Watson. I think all this is karma, to be honest, because Deshaun Watson's suspension should have been for all year, and the Browns making that reckless move to trade for him, making all those moves, paying them all that money and trading all that draft capital to get Sean Watson might very well blow up in their face, just like what's happening in Denver right now with Russell Wilson. But we shall see how the Browns do going forward by the time Week 11 comes. We have three weeks yet till Week 11 comes. The Browns could probably win all three of those games, but I highly doubt it. Because right now, things are just not working right for the Cleveland Browns. The third question is, is Green Bay Packers' season already over with? given three losses in a row and its loss against the Washington Commanders. Right now, it appears that is definitely the case, but I think it's too soon to rule them out just yet. Their next game will be against the Buffalo Bills on a Sunday night game being played in Buffalo, which would be even tougher for the Green Bay Packers and for Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron Rodgers right now isn't phased by this. In his post-game press conference yesterday after the game, he told the media that he wasn't worried about playing the Buffalo Bills next week by saying it might be the best for them right now. So Aaron Rodgers definitely displayed a lot of confidence in that press conference, although Michael Irvin on first take did mention it might have been bravado all along. But regardless, Aaron Rodgers doesn't appear to be phased right now by being in a very crappy situation with the Packers by going up against the Buffalo Bills next week on this Sunday night game. This game is going to be a classic. I can't wait to watch it. I had this game down actually as a possible Super Bowl preview game, and who knows? It might very well be. I'm not going to rule out the Packers just yet. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback, a great leader, and I think he still has time to turn things around in Green Bay. And maybe, just maybe, the Packers might upset the Buffalo Bills in the Sunday night game. Because they definitely need to win this game, and of all teams, they're playing the Buffalo Bills in order to make that happen. So, is the Packers season done? I say not yet. Let's see how things play out this Sunday when the Packers face off against the Buffalo Bills. Aaron Rodgers versus Josh Allen. It's going to be a classic, and I can't wait to watch this game. And we shall see how things play out for the Packers, and this game's outcome will play a critical role in how their season goes going forward. And speaking of quarterbacks and teams that might be done, my next question is, is Tampa Bay's season over with already? Well, just like Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have a big problem on their hands by losing games and not being a contention in their own division, let alone the NFC Conference. So right now, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they're in a lot of trouble facing a lot 
lot of problems. They seem disorganized. Things just aren't going right for Tampa Bay right now. There's a lot of issues going right now that appear to be going on the field, affecting their performance. And their recent loss against the Panthers definitely does show a prime example of that. But is their season over with? Well, just like the Packers, I'm going to say not yet. This is Tom Brady we're talking about. Tom Brady, just like Aaron Rodgers, is an excellent quarterback, an excellent leader, and definitely knows how to turn things around. And Tom Brady's also the greatest player of all time. So I'm not going to rule out Tampa Bay just yet. I think Tom Brady and Tampa definitely has time to turn the situation around. And I definitely think they had the potential to make that happen by finding a way to turn things around this season and make it into the playoffs. Now between Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, who would I place more faith in? I place more faith in Tom Brady when it comes to turning things around for an NFL franchise. So I think Tom Brady is most likely to do that given Tom Brady's accomplishments in the NFL along with his commitment to the game. The next question on the list does revolve around an NFL team whose season might be over with and that is the Denver Broncos. And that question is, is the Denver Broncos season over with? Well, I think yes. Unlike the Packers and the Buccaneers, the Denver Broncos season might be done given recent events, losses on the field, and the way things are going on the field and also the coaching side as well for the Broncos. This is not just their season. And they have a new quarterback with Russell Wilson, which right now has not been the best move for the Broncos so far. And also a new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, continues to have issues as well on the coaching side of the ball. So the Broncos are dealing with a major transition phase, and that is a new quarterback and a new coach for this season. And maybe it's just all a transition phase. Maybe things will get better next season. Maybe they'll turn it around. But for now, in this season, it might already be over with, with ugly days ahead for the rest of the season for the Broncos. I think they're going to finish last in the AFC West. I think the Raiders are going to overtake the Broncos as the season progresses. But also, Russell Wilson. Will this move to get Russell Wilson, will all these moves and sacrifices and the deal made by the Broncos to get Russell Wilson end up being a strategic blunder for years to come? That was mentioned earlier in the podcast, but I do believe the jury might still be out on that one. Russell Wilson is still a good quarterback, so he might turn things around for Denver, but definitely will not happen this season. So I do believe the Broncos' season is already done, but what will the Broncos look like after the season is over? Will they have the same coach, Nathaniel Hackett? Will he stay out for a second season with the Broncos? That there is also questionable. They will have Russell Wilson, obviously, given all the moves they made to secure him for their team, but the Broncos might be a different team by the end of the season and a completely different franchise by this time next year when it comes to the coaching side of the ball. But for now, their season does appear to be done. The next question is, and this one revolves around Russell Wilson's old team, and that question is, are the Seattle Seahawks an NFC West dark horse? I want to say yes, because the Cardinals, I think they're going to finish last in that division. But then we had the 49ers and the Rams, who play each other next Sunday. Those two teams are going to tear each other apart. So the Seahawks might take advantage of that, rise above the wreckage, that might turn out to be the NFC West, with the Seahawks being on top by the seasons over with. There's also talk about Pete Carroll being NFL Coach of the Year, which is also another strong possibility as well. Pete Carroll working with a new quarterback with Geno Smith has definitely proven to be quite the benefit for the Seahawks, given their current standing right now in the NFC West, because he might very well win that division and make a playoff run at the same time. So the Seahawks, I do see them as a dark horse to win the NFC West, which has been a surprise of this year's season, because no one expected Seahawks to be this good this season, but they are surprising a lot of people 
people in the league and even in the media. So the Seahawks, they're a dark horse right now, but when the season's over, they might very well be the NFC West champions. The next question is, and we're saying in the NFC West, and that is, did the 49ers get a steal in their trade for Christian McCaffrey? I say yes. I have a lot of questions about this trade in terms of what were the Panthers thinking when they traded McCaffrey to the 49ers for what they got in return. They should have at least gotten one first round draft pick from the 49ers in this trade, but that never happened. So when you look at that trade, the details of the trade, the trade did involve draft picks to the Panthers from the 49ers to get McCaffrey, but no first round draft pick was used in this trade. So the way I see it, the 49ers walk away a winner in this trade. They get a high caliber talented player with McCaffrey for their offense, while the Panthers get draft picks, but they should have gotten a first round draft pick as part of this trade. So the 49ers got a steal in this trade. They walk away major winners. Now I think this is going to come back to haunt the Panthers later down the road. Most likely in a 2023 NFL draft when they might wish they had two first round picks as opposed to just having one. For the 49ers, they now have Christian McCaffrey which will put them in contention to the NFC West. So, when I look at the NFC West, I think whoever comes out of that division as the winner is going to come down between the Seahawks and the 49ers. One of those two teams, from how things stand as of now, is going to be the winner of the NFC West. Will it be the Seahawks or the 49ers, or will the Rams get together? We shall see, but right now in the NFC West, it's a race to the top between the Seahawks and the 49ers. And a recent addition by the 49ers taking Christian McCaffrey definitely changes the calculus in the NFC West. The final question is, with how things are going right now, what will the playoff landscape look like at the end of the season when the regular season is over with? Well, with how things are going with Tampa Bay and Green Bay, we can see both teams, unless they turn things around, miss out on the playoffs. The Broncos definitely aren't going. The Patriots continue to have struggles. And there's also teams like the Steelers who might end up having a losing season when it's all said and done. So, what will the playoffs look like at the end of regular season? It's still a mystery right right now, but it's definitely trending towards a very different playoff landscape with how the season's playing out right now. Because we could see teams in the playoffs that normally don't make it in, that might open up opportunities for NFL franchises who haven't made a playoff run for quite some time. It's still too soon to tell, but the way things are trending right now, the playoff landscape at the end of this year's NFL regular season might indeed be unrecognizable. But for now, the story does continue in the 2022 NFL season. So overall, Week 7? Not a bad week in the NFL. I definitely hope we get better quality games as the season progresses. As this season hasn't been as exciting as last year's season, but it's also been pretty good at the same time, with seeing a lot of surprises with teams such as the Packers and Tampa Bay struggling, and also the Russell Wilson experience not working out so well in Denver. We shall see how things progress in Week 8 and beyond. But for now, that should do it for me on this edition of Brewer Stilled. Please do tell your friends and family about this podcast, and please Please rate this podcast on your desired podcast directory, as feedback is always appreciated. Please do enjoy the NFL season, while also enjoying some good craft beer, bourbon, and whiskey. I'm your host, Brandon. Thank you for joining me, and I'll see you all next time. And until then, be brewed, and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.